T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, it's that time of the week. Evan Giddings with Matt Steinmetz here on 95.7 The Game. Our 49ers insider, Cam Inman, is on the line. Cam, what's going on, man? How was your Christmas? How have the holidays been for you? Everything was great, yep. Uh, and we're, we're ready to go full steam into New Year, I believe, which will be uh, Sunday at uh, Allegiant Stadium if... Southwest Airlines cooperates. Hey, what'd you get for Christmas? Uh, you know what? Somebody just asked me that, and I, all I could think of was I, everything I kept unwrapping seemed to be socks. So oh. I'm sure I got some other things here and there that were great, but nothing to brag about. Do you guys have a good Christmas? Oh, fantastic. I actually got a couple pairs of socks myself. Hey, look, isn't that that's the thing, huh? It's like, I guess it's the stockings, right? The stocking pung by chimney with care. Yeah, yep. yeah. I got a... Uh... I got a, uh, ra- a new uh, golf rain rain gear. Oh, wow. Ah. I'm going to break that in this weekend. My, my wife said that uh, one of the troubles of buying me gifts is that I don't want her buying my golf um, memorabilia or yes. uh, uh, the clubs and stuff, right? It's so just, I respect yes. that. So I believe that, Matt, does that not constitute like a blank check now to go get me some new wedges or something for like a real good ber- uh, Christmas present? Because women never, like you can't buy a woman a purse. No, like oh well, that they is give you great instructions. Yeah, well, yeah, they she better be very specific, very yeah. specific. Look, well, Cam, are 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 you going to be out in Las Vegas? Well, we're, that's the plan is is to go as long as the airlines cooperate. Yeah, I will be going uh, day of game. No, it's uh, I'm going to spend New Year's Eve here in the Bay, and then I'm going to go um, morning of hopefully. Well, it is interesting because. Look, the 49ers and the Raiders obviously used to have the cross-bay rivalry, and, and it it feels like, based on where the two teams are at right now, you know, the Raiders have just moved on from Derek Carr. He's now with the team. The Niners are getting ready for the postseason. Do, do you think that some of that sort of, I don't know, I don't want to call it bad blood, but old blood, so to speak, will be renewed a bit this weekend? Do you, do you think that fans are still as invested as the rivalry, in the rivalry, I should say, as they were, say, a few years ago? Well, I think the fans are. I, I don't think the players are, but I, I think you're, I see what you're going with it. And it's like, yeah, it's not the battle of the Bay and for bragging rights to the Bay, but it means a ton to both fan bases. And there was one of the uh, tickets, online ticket places, said that they expect 60% of the crowd to be Niner fans. And I just, I'm like, it's got to be way over that. I mean, the Niner fans travel so well this year. I mean, when I saw like the huge crowds in Carolina and Atlanta, and I'm like, okay. I can see this, I guess. And then even Seattle, they took over that stadium, which is really hard to do. Um, when Seattle was still kind of hanging around the playoff picture, 
I would expect the Niner fans like to, to swarm that as long as they can get to Vegas. And then that's where the rivalry really exists. And, you know, with the, with the team and the players, um, the, the way pro sports has become, you want to say, like, the Rams were their rival or was it the Seahawks? It's like whoever's like, in their way for the division title. And then now that we're kind of beyond that, it's like who's, who's going to be the Niners' playoff rival? Then? Because could they meet Green Bay again? Will it be Dallas again? I mean, they've had some great playoff matchups with them, and those are in the picture. So it's kind of like I don't see the players invested in, in the Raiders-Niner rivalries. Like, I mean, people were asking about the Battle of the Bay. And the locker room this week, and I just kind of chuckled and go, "These guys don't—they don't care about that. That's—that's that's not a, at all on their agenda, other than to win, you know, game number sixteen of seventeen." Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, Cam, the 49ers right now are the uh, three seed behind. Uh, they're a game behind the Vikings. I actually like acknowledging they can go to Minnesota and win. I—I I don't think anybody doubts that. I do think it's important to get the second seed. Because I think oh, that, that yeah. I mean, if you can avoid going to Minnesota, why wouldn't you? How much emphasis do you think Shanahan's putting on winning the last two games? I think you have to go in saying we need to win these games until you're until that's out of the picture. Because, I, Matt, I agree. I mean, it's don't undersell an extra home playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they have, they've had two here at Levi's Stadium uh, since the joint opened up in 2014, and they they won those handily and route to the Super Bowl in the 2019 season. So um, I would imagine that will be a big rallying cry, saying, "Look, this we are not locked in at number three. Um, we've seen that the Vikings are vulnerable. They're pulling out these one score wins barely, um, so they definitely could lose in the next one or two weeks. Uh, the Eagles have a quarterback that's hurt. Their right tackles hurt. They just lost the game. They all of a sudden appear vulnerable again. So it's like, hey." Let's get as much as we can and get greedy, get the wins, and get in the playoffs and hopefully stay home uh, until you know the NFC Championship game or if they can even host that. That'd be great. Ken Inman joining us here on 95.7 The Game, our 49ers insider. Something that we've been kind of talking about this week, Cam, is you know the, the strength or, or lack of strength of schedule when it comes to the 49ers. And I know that in some of the games, say Miami, Miami's running a five-game win streak. They're record doesn't look as good now after kind of stumbling after playing the 49ers. But how much stock do you put into how much a team has been tested throughout the regular season? Because right now, of the playoff teams in the NFC, in the AFC, all around, the 49ers' schedule has been a little softer than those other teams. Does Do you think that matters? Evan, I think it's a great point, but I don't think there's a great way to calibrate it because I don't think there's great teams in the NFL outside of maybe a couple in the AFC. Um, and Kansas City was here, and so we saw how they did against them, and it was kind of a close game until they got blown out in the second half. Um, but you know what? I was just doing some research on how the Niners fared against tight ends this season because the, the Raiders have a good one in Darren Waller, right? Mm-hmm. Going game by game saying, all right, who are the best tight ends the Niners have faced? And, you know, Travis Kelsey, number one, right? And he didn't score a touchdown. I think they've only allowed three touchdowns to tight ends all year. And two of those came in the Falcons game um, to Kyle Pitts and McCole Pruitt. So it's kind of like, all right, well, those guys aren't superstar tight ends either. And I'm kind of looking at it going, they haven't really played any great tight ends besides Kelsey, and they haven't played any super great teams. I don't know how many great teams there are, so I wouldn't hold it against the 49ers or and it's not like they're squeaking out wins either. I mean, they're they're handling their business against these teams. So 
it's not like they're going, whew, just got by those guys. They're not any good. And then um, the, the great stat that's going around right now is that every team that played the 49ers has lost the following week. Yeah. Um, and it is a great stat, but I think Dre Greenlaw put it a great way yesterday saying, um, I kind of hate that stat because it doesn't tell us whether we're great or if the other team's bad or if they're <laughs> any good. And so I think that's, that's great that the Niners aren't reading too much into it other than they can say, yeah, we're physically imposing our will on guys and they're, they're bruised up the next week and can't play. I don't know. If, I think that's reading a little bit too much into it, but it, it is a cool stat. Is there any concern either with, uh, by Shanahan or like even, even, even with you that, that once the playoffs start and that jump in intensity and, and talent and all that's, is there, any part of you worried that that Brock Purdy might have trouble reaching the next level of play, so to speak? Well, I, I, yeah, it's a great question. It, it brings up a you know a valid concern, but then you kind of look back and say, well, all right, Brock Purdy made his first career start against Tom Brady and beat him, right? And then he was in a reception line with about six players deep afterwards to go shake Brady's hand. So it's kind of like, all right, so he's seen that, he's overcome that. And then he goes into Seattle, a venue where nobody, no Niners usually win, and he wins that. So it's like, and it, it hasn't phased him. It hasn't phased him because, one, he's confident and very prepared. Um, and, and, two, he has a tremendous supporting cast around him, including the coaches. So I, I, I'm not, I don't think it's deer and headlights thing coming in the playoffs for Brock Purdy. Um, not, not with these teams they're going to play. Because, I mean, what are you going to play? Like, probably the, the Commanders or the Giants. Um, and I think you can, you know, dispatch those teams and get to the next round, and you get to the next round. Next thing you know, it's Brock Purdy's playing for a Super Bowl, what, 30 minutes from where he grew up in Arizona. Um, it's a great story, the way it's unfolding. And there's, there's nothing that Brock Purdy's done where you go, oh, boy, I just don't know about this guy. Like, there's this big flaw in his game. I don't see it yet. And it, it could be there, and it could surface in the playoffs when the pressure, like you said, when the pressure amps up. And um, we'll find out. Well, Cam, you, you talk about Brock Purdy, and look on, on paper, as far as his statistics, are very similar. I was looking the other day to you know, Jimmy Garoppolo in his last, you know, three and three quarters games. But obviously, the offense has has taken another step. And last week against Washington, one of the best defenses in football, thirty seven points is nothing to scoff at. Why do you think that the Forty ers offense has been? unlock, so to speak, with Brock Purdy, even though, again, if, if you match up him and Jimmy Garoppolo on paper, statistically, they seem to be similar quarterbacks. There's a few reasons. Um, I mean, one, you can maybe point to how uh, Shanahan is scripting some of the plays. It seems a little bit more of a fun offense, and Brock's got a little bit more mobility to escape and run some bootlegs, and it, it, it's, it's an enjoyable watch, right? Um, I, I kind of like it. It's just, it's, it, it's, and here's the other thing. This game is about turnovers, right? And the Niners are not fumbling the ball. He's had, what, two interceptions in his four games. Um, that, is, that is critical. When you, when you can kind of control the tempo and where you're going and you're not giving up, um, you're putting your defense in bad position, uh, that helps the offense also, obviously. Hey, Cam, let me ask you about uh, uh, McCaffrey because his, his acquisition is kind of uh, – it's easy to acknowledge that as a as a turning point um, uh, in the offense. What? How do you think they'll uh, if they're fully healthy? You know, Debo's back, Mitchell's back. 
How, how do you think this all plays out in the postseason in terms of, you know, touches and carries and, and does, does Mitchell close in the fourth quarter? How do you think, how do you think they'll do it? Yeah, because we didn't really get too much of a, a look at it, right, with, with McCaffrey and Mitchell on the field at the same time. Um, I, I think McCaffrey's your, your go-to guy no matter what. Um, and if he needs some, you know, if he needs a break, then you can bring in Mitchell. You can even bring in J.P. Mason to do the finishing off. Um, but it's, gonna, it's, it, it's a nice problem to have, but I don't even think it's a problem. I, I just... We haven't seen Mitchell on the field yet, right? So it's, he's had to be out for another two months because of a knee sprain. So he might get back on the field practicing Friday, probably next week, when they make sure to open up his IR window. Um, and, I, I mean, like you said, I don't think you can overstate how big of an impact Christian McCaffrey's addition has been to this 49er team. They haven't lost a game with him in the starting lineup. He just brings so much to the offense, whether he has the ball running it whether he's receiving it or whether he's a decoy and distracting the defenders to follow him. Um, I, you got like, so like Matt, if, if you have Mitchell in the backfield, I'd still keep McCaffrey out there in the slot or something just yeah. to, to, to play mind games with that defense and discover the mismatch. And Shanahan's offense is all about finding the mismatches. Right. And if you got a weapon like McCaffrey, wherever he's out there and it, and it boggles the defense, it's great. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we appreciate you, Cam. Uh, hope you make it out to Las Vegas safely, and we appreciate your insight. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks, Evan. Thanks, Annie. We'll see you guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Cam Inman, 95.7 The Game 49ers Insider. So something he did say, or you know, that Drake Greenlaw said that, that Cam kind of put it into perspective I thought was interesting about the, the stat that everyone is infatuated by, the 0-13 right. week after playing. Well, Drake Greenlaw is, is kind of correct. Like, you really don't know how good you are and you aren't if teams are always losing after you play them. Sounds to me like if I would have said to Dre Greenlaw. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.